Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. All right. God bless everyone. God bless Sarah Marie here, Soul of Worship Ministry. Um, sorry for the delay in getting started uh, today. Um, I was... I was praying before um, the 12 o'clock time slot. And then, uh, you know, sometimes when you pray and then suddenly you're like ugly crying with the Lord. So that's what happened. And then before I know it, I had no time to like wash my face and get myself looking somewhat presentable here. Uh, so if you see my eyes swollen, it's just because I was spending some time with the Lord. Um, and so I knew that I just needed a couple more minutes. And so I ended up posting that we were going to start at 12.15. It's actually 12.11. So I'm late, but early for my late post. So I don't know what you want to call it, but we are going to get started um, this this morning. So I'm going to pray and then hopefully by the time we actually do get to 12:15 for those who saw my post that we were going to be starting a little bit late today um can still join us in this moment. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your goodness, God. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity that you have given us once more to be before your presence, God, to be able to call out to you to learn uh from your word, God. Lord, I pray that you would take complete control of this time, Lord, that you would fill my mouth with your words, with your wisdom, with your revelation, God. Holy Spirit, take complete control. Be with us. Uh, Lord, we know that you're always with us, but we pray for you to manifest your glory in this time, Father God, Lord, that wherever this word is carrying out, Lord, wherever the sound travels, God, that your presence would be felt and that your conviction um, would come into our hearts and that we would be encouraged and comforted and reminded about just how good and awesome you truly are, God. Um, we give you praise. We give you honor. Uh, Lord, you're the one true God and there is no other. And so we worship you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So God bless everyone who is is here. Um, those who have joined us on Instagram, also on Facebook. Um, I pray that you're able to hear me and see me okay. And all of that is working well. Um, once again, we are in Unlocking the Power with Prayer and Praise. Um, and we are, after a week off, I was on vacation uh, last week. Uh, we are back in the swing of things. And so we're back to our normal uh, programming 
here, our normal schedule. Uh, so today is officially week 11 of this study. Uh, as always, I'm going to do a quick recap um, of where we left off last time. We were in Psalm 23, a favorite psalm of so many of us. Um, and so we were in the first four verses talking about the Lord as our shepherd. Um, and now we're going to continue in Psalm chapter 23. And even though there's only two verses left, these verses are so, so powerful. And I pray um, that the Lord is going to minister to all of us uh, through these verses here today. And so there's this shift in Psalm 23 of not only God being our shepherd, but also this host who, pre who prepares a table for us. So um, again, we're going to dive into that in a minute. Uh, but then after that, we'll do uh, some key takeaways. How do we apply this to our lives? How do we not just hear the word, but do the word, right? We'd be doers of the word. And um, how do we take this knowledge and now apply it in wisdom in our day-to-day -day actions? Uh, then we'll talk about some next steps, some announcements, upcoming events, um, how to stay plugged in and grow even deeper in your spiritual walk. And then at the end, we'll take some prayer requests as always in case uh, we know there's always plenty to pray for. And so if you have a request that you would like to let us know of, we can lift it up together um, during that time. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you all who are joining us. Um, okay. So what did we learn last time? Uh, as I talked about before, Psalm 23 is such a powerful Psalm. It's so, um, it's familiar to us, but that's why last time I said, Hey, let's look at it with a fresh lens. Let's look at the deeper meaning of all of this. Um, so that God could speak to us anew in this imagery, um, in the Psalm of David. And so Psalm 23 is a song of complete reliance upon God. Um, and it's also such a beautiful revelation that David gives us here in this psalm of who God is and the fact that he it, He desires to care for us, that he desires to lead us, that he desires to protect us, and he desires to provide for his people. And I know that this is a reminder for all of us. We know this, but we need to know this, right? Really know it in the depth of our soul. Um, and we also know that the picture of the Lord as our shepherd is completely fulfilled. It's completed in the work of Jesus Christ, right? Who presented in the New Testament. He, Jesus even said himself, I am the good shepherd. Not only am I the good shepherd, but I am the gate of the sheep pen. So he is our redeeming good shepherd. But also the New Testament describes Jesus as also our resurrected great shepherd. And even in Revelation as the returning sheep chief shepherd. And so there's plenty of, um, from Genesis to Revelation, there's plenty of references to God being so close to his people, desiring to have intimate relationship the way a shepherd does with his sheep. And that's the way he wants us to live our lives. And so some of the big kingdom keys that we talked about last time is that God wants you to have absolute trust and peaceful confidence in him, right? God wants us to have that. Um, and that's a reminder that I know we all need today. And we can expect, right? We can have great expectation that Jesus, our great shepherd, will care for us, will protect us, will be with us. We can rest in that fact. Right. We don't have to be nervous. We don't have to be anxious. We can rest knowing that he will refresh us, that he walks with us, that he comforts us, that he nourishes us and that he protects us. So 
Again, that's just a quick recap of the first couple of verses in Psalm 23. Um, and then what I actually want to do before we jump into um, today's uh today's deep dive i actually want to share a video with you now if you are on instagram you're not going to be able to see this video but i will post it later on um but i am going to share from my laptop to facebook and i hope that this will work so that everyone can see and hear this um because last time i talked about how right jesus says i am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. And so, um, and I and I said, hey, when a sheep is in the sheep pen, or even the grazing in, in a field, in a pasture, the sheep only stops what it's doing when it hears the voice of its shepherd. If it hears a different voice, even a different shepherd, it won't respond. It won't even move until it hears its shepherd, right? And so that's the way that God wants us to live our lives, that we just have our head to the ground, right? That we are just walking where he tells us to walk and that we don't even pick up our head unless the voice we hear is the voice of God. And so if you hear a voice that's trying to imitate your shepherd, a voice that doesn't sound like your Jesus, then you don't even pick up that head, right? You just keep on doing the last thing that your shepherd told you to do. And so this short video, it's maybe only 30, 45 seconds, um, gives an example of that live in action. If there's, uh, so I'm going to describe it for those who are on Instagram because you're not going to be able to see it. But um, the there's a sheep, there's a, there's a, uh, a pasture of sheep. Two people try to call out to them. The sheep don't move. And the last one, you'll see the shepherd comes and then you'll see their reaction that they do respond to the voice of their shepherd. So I'm just going to stop sharing this for a second. I'm going to bring this up on to the screen. Let me see if I can get this loaded up. And uh, just give me two seconds here, guys, while I get this loaded. John 10, Jesus okay. says you can All right, help. I gotta pause this for a second. Um, all right, let me go back to Zoom so I can share my screen because it is really, really good. Uh, all right, this should work, guys. All right, hopefully that works and you'll be able to hear it as Believe well. Because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Well, let's see that experiment played out. <laughs> The sheep don't respond. Someone else tries. Sheep still don't respond. Then the shepherd shows up. So you see they all start picking their heads up. But not only that, they start moving. They all start coming to the shepherd. <laughs> all right so for those on instagram sorry that you could not see that but um it's really powerful to see it in action to see that that's truly how this is not just a story this is how sheep really work and this is the way god wants us to behave as his sheep that we are following after 
him only. All right. So let me get my presentation back up on the screen. But tell me in the chat, was that cool? Yeah, Gidget said too cool. It really, really is. It is so awesome. Um, all right, let me get this back up and running. <laughs> all right, so week 11, Psalm 23, part two. The Lord is not only my shepherd, but he's also my host. So as I mentioned before, Psalm 23 takes a sudden shift in the metaphorical language, right? Starting in verse five. And so not only is the Lord our shepherd, but he is an excellent host as well. And we'll see how this all, you know, dovetails uh, together. Um, I actually do want to read all of Psalm 23 Again, just because it's good and you can get the whole picture again. It's only six verses anyway. So read with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now our new verses for today. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So good. So powerful. So let's break this down, right? Verse four talks about the valley of the shadow of death, which we talked about last time. But what else does David find in the valley of the shadow of death? He finds a prepared table. Like how awesome is that? So not only is the Lord my shepherd, whose presence is comforting me during the dark trials of my life. David said, I know that you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I'm not going to fear. But not only that, his presence is also a blessing, a blessing in the presence of danger. So a prepared table, right? This signifies abundant sustenance in the midst of adversity, right? You got to picture this table. This is not just a random table. This is a prepared table. There is food on this table. There is bread on this table. There are fruits and vegetables. There are, there's wine, there's drink, there's everything. Think about this whole buffet spread on this table that is prepared by the Lord for his sheep, for his people. And it says in the midst of the adversity, in the midst of the valley, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of my enemies, there's a table that I can sit and rest in. This is an invitation to sit and to dine with the Lord in perfect peace. Think about this. This is perfect peace in the middle of all the chaos. So, you know, in the presence of danger, when you find something dangerous, when you all of a sudden see something coming against you, your natural inclination is not to set up a picnic. 
right? Your natural inclination is to run away in fear. Your natural inclination could be to start panicking, to run, to try to find a place to hide because there's enemies in front of you. But God is saying that if you follow him as your shepherd, that if you keep your eyes locked on him, that even in the presence of danger, God is saying, don't worry. Don't fear. Come, sit, sit and feast with me instead. Like, it's just so mind blowing that this is what God is saying that we can have, that we can have perfect peace in the midst of the chaos, that we can have perfect peace even when there's someone trying to pursue me, that I can have perfect peace in him, that I can sit and dine, that I can have a special intimate date with my Lord and Savior in the middle of all the crazy in the middle of the enemies, in the middle of them. They're seeing what I'm doing. They're seeing that I'm not panicking, that I'm not running away, that instead I'm just going to sit and pray. I'm going to sit and talk with my God. I'm going to sit with my shepherd because I know that my shepherd is keeping guard. My shepherd is allowing me to eat. My shepherd is allowing me to receive comfort. My shepherd is allowing me to have a peaceful night even in the midst of my enemies, because my, my, my shepherd is on guard. My shepherd is protecting me. My shepherd is not going to let anything happen to me if I continue to keep my complete trust in him. And so when I live my life in submission to the good shepherd, I can expect, remember we talked about expectations. These are, this is the hope that we have, which is a confident expectation that we can be abundantly provided for with all of our needs. And not only that, the enemy's going to see it. The enemy will see what you're doing in the midst of that chaos. The enemy can see when God has filled you with his perfect peace and the enemy has no power to disturb it. The enemy has no power to disturb your peace. He has no power to disturb the presence of the Lord when you stay in it. When you live a life of intimacy, when you live a life that you are sitting with the Father, that you choose to sit and dine at the table with him, when you are sitting and connecting with the Lord all day long, the enemy sees what you're doing and he can't take it away. You can enjoy the shepherd's presence and you can enjoy his excellent hospitality in perfect fear, in perfect peace, sorry, without any fear because his perfect love cast out all fear. But the key is that we got to stay in that place of intimacy. We have to stay in that place where it's just you and I with the Lord, right? It's just me and him. Because if we start paying attention to the enemies, if we take our eyes off of the Lord, we're going to lose our focus. And when we lose our focus, we lose our peace. But when my eyes are on the shepherd, when I keep my eyes on him and I keep my eyes and I'm trusting that I am in his excellent care and that he is an excellent host of heaven, nothing can rob that kind of peace. Amen. Yes, it is so powerful. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, looking at the, the chat here on Facebook, um, the Elite Youth Ministries, which is our youth pastor, Celine, I believe, on here. She says, God prepares a table for us before our enemies, but not only in the presence of our enemies, he has a table set for us 
any time that we decide to come to, to sit with him. Revelation 3.20. Yes, I actually have that in here at the end. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sit with him and he with me. I will dine with him and him with me. Yes. Amen. And so you got to think of, you know, when I think of this imagery, you know, it's like, it's it's truly that that life of intimacy that we can have with God at any time. You know, I gave this example on Monday night as well in our in our Zoom discussion that you know you see sometimes videos or maybe you've experienced with your own you know significant other that they want to do something special for you, and so maybe you go on a long walk, and then all of a sudden you see this table that's set with with you have the the nice glasses and the nice tableware and the and the spoons and the forks and this fancy table, and it's set up out of nowhere right it's like oh, i didn't expect for there to be a table here is that for us are we gonna have this special date are you about to propose to me is this an anniversary special right it's it's a sudden seeing this table that you're just you know something special is about to happen you're about to encounter in the best date of your life you're about to have that that moment where someone might propose to you like i said or maybe it's just celebrating the love and 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 maybe it's for no reason at all which is even better right for no reason at all just because i love you i have set this table here for us to sit and not worry about anything else and when you sit in those beautiful tables and, and you you can look at it, your loved one's eyes and you you don't see anybody else. You don't even know what's happening around you. There could be waitresses that are stressed out. They could be people dropping stuff. And it doesn't matter because you're just gazing at the eyes of your loved one. That is the type of date that God sets up for us if we just go and look for him, right? If we go and say and we trust in him and we say, Lord, I want to come and sit and dine with you, right? I hear the knocking. I'm going to open up. I'm going to allow myself to sit and be with you and keep my eyes eyes only on you that even if there's craziness around me I have my eyes locked on the Lord I found this quote while I was doing my research in preparation for this study it is from a pastor Chris Benfield know nothing about this guy other than I like this quote so I'm going to share it with you he said being a man of war he David knew the difficulties of the battlefield Meals were often eaten hurriedly with a great deal of anxiety, fearing an attack from the enemy. David declares the shepherd has the ability to spread a well-filled table for his sheep to enjoy even in the presence of enemies. While the world was raging around them, the Lord could provide peace and provision in the midst of turmoil. How powerful is that? Right? And we think about it. This makes perfect sense. When you are at war, when you are in, in, in a place where you're vulnerable, are you going to go out there and set out this picnic and just sit and, oh, there's my enemy right there. I'm just going to go ahead and eat this, this full course meal. No, normally, like, like the man says, you're going to eat them quickly. You're going to probably eat it in, in a corner and you're going to be looking, making sure nobody's got you, right? But that's saying, but God is saying, you don't have to act like that because I'm your shepherd and I'm protecting you and you can eat and rest and be at peace and you can receive whatever I have laid out for you, even with the enemy staring you down. He can do nothing because I am here sheltering you and protecting you. My God, isn't that so good? It is so good. Thank you. 
Jesus. And then not only that, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And, you know, there's two kinds of oil or two kinds of anointings, right? There's a priestly anointing. We can talk about this all day long. Uh, the difference is different ways to use the oil. So the priestly anointing, right, for, for being set apart, for consecration um, and, you know, also represents the Holy Spirit. And then also there's the perfumed oil that represented favor and hospitality. So verse five is really tough because again, we're thinking about the Lord as an amazing host. He's setting a table. He's saying, come, come and sit and, and, and be with me. Come and fellowship with me. And so this oil, it, it's a, like that perfumed oil that shows favor and shows excellent hospitality. This is the kind of oil that in other scriptures are described as the oil of joy, right? The oil of joy instead of mourning, right? This is the oil of joy. This is the oil that was used in feasts and in celebrations also as a welcome you are welcome here let me anoint you come and let me anoint you and come and sit with us it is an acceptance and in this ancient culture in bible times when a guest was welcomed into a home his feet were washed and his head was anointed like i said before as a sign of welcome and as a sign of acceptance right I, i'm i'm making you part of my home i am making you part of this family you are welcomed to sit at my table let me wash your feet let me anoint your head and if they didn't do this failure to do this would be considered disrespectful right so david rejoiced that not only in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death there was this beautiful table laid out for him that he but he was graciously welcome to it he wasn't an outsider to this table no he said you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over i'm able to come and sit and be welcomed by the shepherd and this is available to you and I as well. We are graciously welcome to sit at the table. God wants us to sit at the table. He wants us all to be part of the marriage supper of the lamb, right? He wants us, he is setting tables, right? For you and I to sit and dine with him for all eternity. And he is welcoming you, but it's about us accepting the invitation accepting the invitation to sit with him my cup runs over so despite the dangers despite the presence of enemies despite the valley of the shadow of death david enjoyed the richness of his host's goodness he was not only refreshed by a head anointed with oil, but David's cup was overfilled. This was a more than enough oil. This was more than enough of food. This was more than enough wine, right? This was more than enough. David declared that his cup was literally running over with provision and with blessings. And you also have to notice as you read the scripture that he the, the tense, right? The, grammatically speaking, it changes to present tense. He didn't say my cup ran over or my cup is going to run over. He said my cup runs over. This is a constant state. This is happening right now. My cup runs over right now in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death. In the presence of my enemies, my cup runs over. 
It's not just about seeing the table. It's not about just anticipating the table, but David is actively enjoying the table. He is actively enjoying these blessings. He is engaging with the Lord, his wonderful host, even in the midst of the danger, even in the midst of the potential danger, right? He was actively enjoying it. My cup runs over. So we too can say, no matter what we're going through, that we are not empty. My cup runs over. I'm not empty. I have the Lord and my cup runs over. Continuing on verse six, he says, surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And now I want to break down some of these words in this verse, especially in the original Hebrew, because they're so powerful. Goodness, right? Otherwise, um, in the Hebrew known as tov, right? Tov, it means good in the widest sense. Anything that's good, anything that's great is represented by this word tov in the Hebrew. So it's everything that's good. It's everything that's pleasant. It's everything that's excellence. It's everything that's better. Everything that brings gladness. Everything that's kind. Everything that's right, as in terms of the correct way. This is the good way to go. The right way, all the benefits that of the Lord, all of that can be encompassed in this one word of tov, of the goodness of the Lord. It's any way that you could describe something being good, this is tov. Like when the Lord said, I create, you know, he created the light and he said, it was tov. It was good. It was excellent. It was beneficial. It was better than anything else. It was pleasant. And so it's goodness. It's everything good will follow us. And not only everything good, but it's also the mercy of God. It's chesed. Chesed in the Hebrew, that's mercy, right? This is the unfailing, the steadfast covenant love of God. The unfailing mercy, the unfailing love, covenant love, his, his commitment to love us. And this loving kindness is similar, right, to the New Testament word that we have of grace. It's mercy and grace. It's his unfailing grace towards us, his mercy towards us. In the chat, yes, it's God's perfection. His goodness is his perfection. That's so good. That is so, so good. His perfection. And so not only did David experience God's goodness and mercy right there in that moment, in the trying times, but he lived in the faithful expectation that it was going to continue all the days of his life. He said, surely, without a doubt, God's goodness, God's perfection, God's Everything excellent about God, all of his love, all of his mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I mean, if God is here in the midst of this valley, if God has been with me when I was in the shepherd field, if God has been with me when I've been chased by an enemy, that in, the, in these years, that I've, the 10 years that I had to hide and from persecution, if God has been with me in all of these scenarios, then surely the goodness of God is not going to stop Surely the goodness and mercy of God is going to continue to follow me no 
matter where I go, because no matter what situation that I face, no matter what place that I've gone to, no matter what low that I've been in, no matter what high I've achieved, God has been with me every place. And so I know that surely if I just keep following the shepherd, that his goodness and his mercy are going to follow me in my rear God as my rear guard. And it's so powerful because the word follow me, that or the phrase follow me, this Hebrew phrase is actually better translated as pursue me. The goodness of God, the mercy of God, pursue me. The Hebrew word for that is radaf. And so radaf, it actually means to run after. And it's usually described from a hostile perspective, right? Like an enemy chasing you down or hunting you down. And so this is a parallel that David is making. Because again, we're still talking about the valley of the shadow of death. We're still talking about being in the presence of enemies. That he goes, hey, even though my enemies may be trying to pursue me, my enemies are trying to run after me. They're trying to chase me and hunt me down. They can try all they want because I am also being chased. I am also being pursued and hunted down by the goodness and the mercy of God. And the goodness and mercy of God is pursuing me even to a greater degree. How powerful is that? My God. My God, to know that we are being chased down. We are being pursued by the goodness and mercy of God. And it's evident, right? Because even when we decide to, to do things our own way, we become that lost sheep. We try to go to find our own pasture. We try to find our own water. We try to go and, and, and do things our own way. And yet, as a good shepherd, as a good shepherd, he leaves the 99 and pursues us. He chases us down. He radoffs after us. He pursues us, even where it might seem like it's with hostility, but it's because he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to be lost. He loves us so much that he's going to hunt us down and pursue us even to a greater degree that the enemy's trying to pursue you, right? It even makes me think of the song, right? It may, um. This is how I'll fight my battles, which a lot of the verses in that in that song come from Psalm 23. But, you know, the bridge goes, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You could almost change it here and say, it may look like I'm being chased down, but I'm being chased down by God. Right. It's like no matter what the enemy tries to do, my God can do it better right? My God can do it better. And if I continue to trust in the Lord, his goodness and his mercy will follow after me. I don't know about you. I need this word. I need to cling on to this. I need to remember that his goodness and mercy is chasing after me. That I just have to keep looking for him. That I gotta say, Lord, where's that table? You said there'd be a table. You said there'd be a table prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. I'm going to take my eyes off the enemies and I'm going to look for you, God. Show me where the table is. Show me where the table is. Show me and continue to pursue me, Lord, with your goodness and your mercy. Because I, I don't want to go anywhere else if it's not with you. If the presence of the Lord doesn't go with me, I ain't going. Right? That's how we need to live. And then David ends with, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
always read this verse to mean, well, I'm going to go to church forever, right? Every day, I'm going to try to be in church, right? But it's more than that. Remember, David is expressing God as a wonderful host. So David said, I'm not leaving this hospitality. I'm not leaving this presence. Consider this place my new home. My new home is in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord, right? Because there's two ways to describe that the word house is used, right? It's, it can be your physical place of residence, right? But it's also to be of the family of the Lord, right? You use, I am from the house of David. I'm from the house of Levi, Benjamin, right? I'm from the house of Pons. I'm from the house of Papaleo, right? Like this is your namesake, right? This is you, what lineage are you from? And so David here is saying, I've been welcomed to this table. I've been anointed. I, the hospitality here is amazing. And I'm going to stay with this family. I'm going to consider myself not a house of anybody else, but a house of the Lord, right? I, I have been graciously welcomed to this table and I am staying with this family of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the presence of the Lord no matter where I am. I'm in the valley and I've got a house. I'm in the in the deepest part. I've got a house. I've got covering. I've got protection. So I'm going to dwell here no matter where I am. I'm going to dwell in his presence. I'm going to dwell in his sheepfold. I'm going to remain in communion with God. I am going to be sustained by his bounty. I'm going to be sustained by his abundance. So no matter if I'm in the valley, no matter if I'm on the mountaintop, I will dwell with the Lord. And this is a revelation that God is, um, I'm sorry, I'm having a little trouble here on Instagram. I feel like I lost my comments, but uh, somebody comment on Instagram, make sure that it's working because it's like blurred out for me. Um, so no matter where we are, we can sit and dine with the Lord, right? In any circumstance. And that is, this is a New Testament reality through what Jesus had did on the cross that David was experiencing beforehand. And I've said this before, because of David's relationship with God, because of his intimacy with the Lord, because he was in constant prayer and praise, he was revealed things ahead of his time. He had prophetic insight into what relationship with God was all about, into what relationship with Jesus would be for us today. This is my God. This is prophetic insight that David has. That he's saying we don't actually have to be, you know, in a physical temple to praise God. That no matter where I am, I'm going to dwell in his house. That I can experience him anywhere. No matter the situation I or place, I can experience God. Driving my car. It, in the Laying in my bed. In washing my dishes, walking around my neighborhood. I can encounter God's presence. I can sit and dine with him on my couch, in my office, right? It does not matter. Yes, there's beauty in congregating with a with our church body. There's beauty of coming together. There's power. There's that atmosphere of faith and, and breakthrough. And, and, and there's it's family, right? It's family. But know that there's more to our relationship with God than just a Sunday morning, right? Or a Wednesday night. It's anywhere, any place, his presence is accessible to us. Amen?
Even Jesus said it, right? John 4, he says, there's going to come a time where it doesn't matter whether you're on the mountain or, or you're in Jerusalem. It doesn't matter where you worship. All that I'm looking for are those the Father is seeking, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. That it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter what mountain or temple you're in. What matters is that you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. All right, how do we apply this to our lives? What are you taking away from today? I know these are just two verses, but they're so powerful. And if we truly allow them to minister to our hearts, we can live transformed. We can live totally differently, totally differently. And I I receive it for myself. I receive it for myself. Lord, thank you that you prepare this table for us, that we don't have to worry. Amen. So tell me in the chat, what are you taking away from today? Gidget says, thank you, Lord. Yes. And amen. His presence is everywhere we go. Yes. He's ever present. Amen. Amen. All right. I think my Instagram chat came back. I see amen from Andrea. Good to see you on here. All right. A couple things. If today, if right now you are struggling, if you feel you are actually walking away from the sheepfold, if you are struggling away from the Lord's sheepfold, the shepherd is calling for you to return. He's calling for you to come back to a place of security. He's calling you to come back to a place of provision. He's calling you to come back to a place of trust. He is calling you back home. He is calling you. Don't live. You don't have to live recklessly. You don't have to live haphazardly. You can live with the Lord leading your every step. You can lead with the Lord being the ruler of your life, the king of your life, the shepherd of your life, if you just trust him. And these are the blessings and the promises that are in the word if we just receive him and live our life knowing that he is a good shepherd a great shepherd, the chief shepherd. And let us not live in fear of the potential attacks or the potential threats of the enemy. Yeah, we're going to be attacked. There's things that are going to happen. We're going to experience stuff. But even in the midst of that, God is with us. And there are abundant blessings in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, there's safety. In the presence of the Lord, there's peace. In the presence of the Lord, there is joy. So let's, let us not miss out on the presence of the Lord because we're afraid of what could happen. Oh, well, if I get too close to the Lord, then the enemy's going to start attacking me like crazy. No, let's not live like that. Let's live, oh, I'm going to get myself in the presence of the Lord because no matter what, I am going to be attacked and I want to be sure that I am covered that I'm protected, that I'm provided for, that I am safe in him. Amen. In the chat, he is our chief shepherd who continuously invites us to the table set before us. Yes, he does. And so let us also believe, I'm reminding you today, but also receive it and believe it, that God is pursuing you even more than the enemy is trying to chase you down. The Lord is pursuing you and God is greater and he is chasing you down to save you, not to hurt you. He's chasing you down because he loves you, because he wants you, because he wants to give you more. The enemy chases us down to try to trick us and to try to rob from us and steal from us, right? And kill us. 
But we know even Jesus said, John 10, the same place where he said he's the good shepherd. He said, the enemy comes, right? The thief comes to, to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So let God catch you. <laughs> let him grab onto you and never let go of him. Amen. And then just like Sister Selena said at the beginning, I have this verse here. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. This is an open invitation. Jesus is knocking. He's knocking. He's like, if you just let me in, we can sit. And we can, you can be fed and nourished and revived, spiritually speaking, if you just let the Lord in. Let the Lord in. Every single day, God has a new feast out for us. He's got something that he wants to tell us, teach us, show us, reveal to us. He wants to give us instructions. He wants to show us what to do. But he's, again, pursuing us with this plate of food, going... <laughs> Are you going to come and eat right now or are you going to be too busy doing that, right? Come, come and eat. I want to show you something. Chasing us with a plate. Sometimes we just take a little bite. We think that's enough. Okay, got the bite of food. I'm going to keep going. Got one verse, right? But And that's good, right? It's a good start. It tastes good. It's Even if you chew on and meditate it all day long, that's going to be good sustenance. But God is saying there's even more. There's more on this plate. There's more that I want to show you. There's not just those soft mashed potatoes, right? Let's get to the meat. Let's get, don't just get the appetizer. Get the middle, the main course. Get the dessert. There, if we continue to sit in his presence, we'll continue to get more courses of food, right? You have to see it that way. There's more, 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 more for us. Amen. Yes, his presence is our safety net. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, we thank you because you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Lord, we thank you for anointing us with oil. We thank you for welcoming us in to your table, God. Thank you for, for accepting us, Lord, and, and allowing us to be adopted as children of God. As long as we accept you, Lord, we can have access to this table. We can have a place setting in the heavens because we accept you, my Lord. And Lord, we thank you because we can declare that our cup runs over in the present tense, right here, right now, wherever I'm at, my cup can run over if I sit in intimacy with you, God. And so Lord, remind us and draw us near. And as we draw near to you, you will draw near to, to us. And Lord, we thank you because you pursue us, your goodness, your mercy, you pursue us, you chase us down. Your goodness is following after us and we can expect it to, to continue all the days of our life. And because of that, Lord, we choose to dwell with you. No matter where we are, we will dwell with you today. We will dwell with you tomorrow. We will dwell with you into all eternity, God. I will dwell in the house of the Lord, in the family of the Lord forever. Lord, we thank you that we can declare this over our lives and over our children's lives and over our children's children's lives. Lord, we pray for you to go and to continue to pursue our children, continue to pursue our loved ones, continue to pursue our friends, Lord. Chase them down and bring them back into your sheep and my God. Lord, we trust and believe that you will save 
all of us, Lord. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we shall be saved, us and our household, God. We declare your word. We believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Couple of announcements and then we'll jump into some uh, specific prayer requests if anybody has them. I would encourage you to put the prayer requests in now um, as the announcements are going. That way we can be sure to get them in at the end. So every single week, there's a Monday night Bible study, okay? So if you're registered for the study, you will get a Zoom link, and it's the same link every week. So I'll get the Zoom link for our group discussion on Monday nights at eight o'clock Eastern time. Again, more of a group discussion because we're able to chit chat and talk to each other. Uh, then on Tuesdays, I send out the email with the PDF download, and I also load up into our workshop, which is our online learning portal, so that way you can go and grab it, download it, print it, share it with someone. Uh, then on Wednesday, I do this lunchtime live recap here on Facebook as well as Instagram live, so if you ever miss one or you want to share it with someone or tag someone in here, they're here, right? This is, And if you miss Monday nights, you can catch it up again on Wednesday or anytime after Wednesday because it saves. Then on Thursday or by Thursday, I take the Facebook live video and I load it up into the workshop, our online learning portal. I also load it up into YouTube. I take the audio and put it on Apple Podcasts. So there's plenty of ways to continue to meditate on this word. If you miss a week or want to rewatch it, you miss the beginning, whatever the case may be, there's plenty of opportunity and also to share it with others, right? You can say, hey, catch this. I really thought you might find encouragement in this, um, in this study. If you aren't, already registered for the study, please go to soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. You put your first name, your email, and then you'll get the Zoom link, you'll get the PDF downloads, um, and then you'll also see uh, how to get access to all the other resources and things that we have going on. So please uh, go ahead and register at soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. I mentioned the workshop before, it's our online learning portal. And so right in the in the in the workshop, you will find not only the PDF downloads, I also have downloads for taking Bible study notes, a Bible study journal. Um, it's loaded into each lesson. And then as I mentioned, I also load up the videos so you can go back and rewatch and have everything in one place. I also have all of the Bible studies, all the PDF downloads for all the other Bible studies that we've done since 20. 20 uh, loaded in there and so power of the tongue steadfast hope um the act study i mean so much there's so many resources in there and i just i want people to use them <laughs> so use it share it if you lead a bible study in your own church or just want to share it with a friend please feel free to use it i'm not worried about copyright not worried about any of that god has allowed me to put this together and i want it to be used if you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship ministry, I encourage you to follow on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, get a login to our online learning portal, follow on YouTube at Soul of Worship Ministry. And if you feel so led, you can also support the ministry. Uh, you can sew into Soul of Worship at soulofworship.com forward slash partner. This is my full-time um, ministry. And so if you, again, want to see this ministry grow and help support all of these platforms and things, um, please feel free to do that at soulofworship.com forward slash partner. And you can also support the ministry shop at soulofworship.com forward slash shop. We have t-shirts and books and downloads, um, mugs and plenty of, there's hoodies. Uh, this is not one of them, but <laughs> we've got a lot going on there. So go ahead and grab some and support uh, the Soul of Worship ministry. 
If you are local and would like to participate, we have a physical online or in-person event, Waffles and Worship. It's happening on March 11th at 10 a.m. at Pentecostal Christian Church Mission of Love. We're going to have a tap your own waffle buffet. And then after we have brunch, we're going to do a Bible study teaching from my book, Worship, Are You Making a Sound? And then we're going to have a dedicated Praise Kids class for those uh, children age 3 to 12. And so parents can can uh, focus and learn something. The kids can focus and learn something and have fun. So I really encourage you to grab a seat. We do have limited space. Um, we are treating this as a fundraiser for our summer rally events. So this um, it's going to be a small uh, donation amount per seat. And so to find out and to secure your seat, go to soulofworship.com forward slash events. If you can't make it, but if you still want to participate as part of the um, the fundraiser, just let me know. You can obviously uh, donate as part of the, the partner page. Or if you want to buy a seat for someone and then just say, hey, I'm donating a seat to someone, you can also do that too. Uh, or just let me know. If you do want to learn more about the power of worship, get this book, all right? Not because I wrote it, but because it is a Bible study tool that will get you in the word and will show you the biblical reasons and the truth behind why praise and worship is a critical spiritual weapon of warfare that you need to know how to use, okay? So you can get the book at soulofworship.com forward slash book, or you can just Google it, worship, are you making a sound, Sarah Marie Popolo, um, get it off of Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold, you can grab yourself a copy. Um, if you are someone who prefers to, you know, kind of, because it's, it's definitely question and answer. It's it's a it's a workbook, okay. Um, I also did, I pre-recorded video lessons for each chapter. So it goes along with each question, gives answers to each question. So you can kind of do it first on your own, then see what, you know, compare your, your answers with my answers. So get the course, okay? You can get the course to go along with your book at soulofworship.com forward slash course, okay? So get yourself connected because this is a Bible study tool and God wants to see this in more hands and more people worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Okay, those are all of my announcements for today. So if anyone has a prayer request, please, please, please let me know uh, so we can join in with you in prayer. Um, and if not, then I'll just bless you all and let you go on the rest of your day. Um, but we are um, we are all done here. One o'clock. Not too bad. <laughs> all right, Lord. I bless everyone who's still with us, Father God. I bless everyone that joined us. And I pray, Lord, that your will will be done, Father God, that you will continue to move in our hearts um, and that you would continue to lead us as the good shepherd. Lord, we thank you because we have access to a wonderful shepherd who doesn't leave us nor forsake us. Lord, you correct us when we need correction. You provide for us, Lord, when we need provision. And you are just so, so awesome, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. Amen. 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 All right. Bless you all. Have a great rest of the day and we will chat with you soon. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. 
Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.